the Drum Corps History Podcast, Episode 71. The Drum Corps History Podcast, a deeper look into drum corps history. This week's episode, St. Rita's Brassman. Welcome back to the Drum Corps History Podcast. My name is Ron Allard from Diceman Radio. The St. Joseph Patron Parish was small, mostly Italian, located in Brooklyn, New York. In 1956, the parish leaders were moved to organize a Sea Cadet Corps for the youngsters of the neighborhood. The Corps had a two-fold mission, to keep the kids out of trouble and to represent the church in parades for the annual Italian feast. Under the guidance of the Corps' first director, Tony Franco, the youngsters in the parish were bitten with the drum corps bug, and by 1959, the St. Joseph patron Sea Cadets were in danger of developing into more than just a band. Tony Franco would have been a rare man in any age or country. He was a founder of the cadets and could always be found at the youth center where they practiced. His entire mind, body, and soul was dedicated to St. Joe's and its young members. Under relentless pressure from the sea cadet members, Mr. Franco would load up his black Cadillac with as many kids as he could fit, and off they would go to every individual drum corps contest and standstill show they could find. The Sea Cadets became very good very fast. Their toughest indoor competition during those early years was a very good St. Kevin's Emerald Knights. It seemed that the Blessed Sacrament Golden Knights, Garfield Cadets, and other top drum corps in the tri-state area didn't take any chances by competing in individual contests during the off-season because the 1959 and 1960 results of winter individual and standstill shows would influence the judges' opinions during the next competitive season. A very important early step on the path to becoming a marching and maneuvering corps was the hiring of drill instructor of the famed Skyliners and Our Lady of Loretta to work with St. Joe's. He was none other than the man, Carmen Cluna, and although he was very young, he had already staked a claim in the drum corps world as being the toughest M&M instructor there was. For the youngsters at St. Joe's, Cluna brought new and unpleasant meaning to the word discipline. Carmen's goal was for St. Joe's to be recognized as a winning drum and bugle corps. He was a perfectionist when it came to detail and marching. The corps' practices every Sunday at an armory in Bay Bidge, Brooklyn, were known as murder sessions by the members, but the hard work paid off. The members improved, and so did the difficulty of the music and the drill. The Carmen Cluna style demanded nothing less than perfection, and those who couldn't measure up were out. The next step in the course building process was the introduction of High Dreitzer, the best horn instructor for the job and Carmen's lifelong friend. With two perfectionists pushing them, the corps grew in stature and confidence. From their first standstill competition, the members understood that Carmen's genius could take them all the way. The corps won their first standstill show against a very tough corps called the Saints, and it was the Cluna gambit of actually marching during a standstill show, an unprecedented move, that solidified the win. Nothing was too original or innovative for Cluna's St. Joe's. 
During the next two years, with much hard work and complete dedication, the Sea Cadets began to attract more talented members from around New York City. Suddenly, there was a fully staffed corps, horn line, drum line, and an actual color guard. The Sea Cadets of St. Joseph Patron Parish became the St. Joseph Patron Cadets Drum and Bugle Corps, complete with classic powder blue cadet-style uniforms ready to put it on the field. Their inaugural field appearance was at the legendary Shea Stadium in 1962. They joined the Greater New York Circuit in 1963, competing in several shows in New York and New Jersey, as well as the World Open prelims in September where they took 16th place out of 19 cores, a field that included such names as Blessed Sacrament, Boston Crusaders, St. Kevin's Emerald Knights, the Pittsfield Cavaliers, St. Rocco's, the Bronx Kingsmen, and the OLPH Ridgemen. 1964 found the Corps honing their skills and climbing the ranks among some of the great names in drum corps on the East Coast. The group placed fourth at the Greater New York Circuit Championships in September. Don Friesing came on board as drum instructor in 1965. He helped the Corps continue to grow with new horn players and drummers showing up from all over the city. The talent contained in St. Joseph's was amazing. At New York State Championships in Buffalo that year, the Corps put together a great show and took fourth place in a field of 23. They ended the season by capturing the Greater New York Circuit Championships.
1966, St. Joe's Off the Line of Entry of the Gladiators, commonly called the Circus Song, became, along with the Troopers' How the West Was Won, one of the most recognizable pieces in the entire drum corps repertoire. Matching marching to music, St. Joe's also mastered the art of the company front, which Carmen Cluna called the most difficult first 48 steps of your life, and presented one of the first color guards to twirl flagpoles. The music got even tougher in 1967, and the horn line's reputation increased in proportion. Heidreitzer was even writing horn music to drum solos. The highlight of the year was a fourth-place finish at the New York State American Legion Championships that July. St. Joseph patron cadets were innovative, sharp, and clean. They were executing some of the most challenging music and drill in drum corps. They were the marching machine and a class all their own. The degree of difficulty in the repertoire and the power of their small horn line could be matched by very few other drum corps. In St. Joseph patron cadets' final year, 1968, they placed fifth in both prelims and finals of the U.S. Open in Marion, Ohio. But with their growth and success came increased financial demands. Even as their fame grew, the local supporting church couldn't completely comprehend what this drum corps thing really was, and as the expense of uniforms, equipment, and travel escalated, the church could no longer afford the corps.
St. Joseph Patriot Cadets Drum and Bugle Corps needed a new sponsor at the end of the 1968 season, and St. Rita's Roman Catholic Church was willing to take over the responsibility. St. Rita's Brassman, the Cinderella Corps from Brooklyn, New York, was born from the demise of the St. Joseph Patron Cadets. The Corps may have folded, but the St. Joseph Patron Cadets lives on in the hearts and souls of the men and women who marched with her. In 1969, St. Rita's Brassman burst upon the competitive scene with all the finesse of a buffalo at a cocktail party. To start, they beat the Muchachos, a fine corps that was rated as one of the East's top national contenders. Two weeks later, they lost to the 27th Lancers at Weymouth, Massachusetts by a few tenths of a point. In 1971 through to the last field corps of 1973, Carmen Cluna took the bull by its horns and led the Brassmen on the road to being trendsetters. They were a radical corps. An example is 1971 Woodstock with the attack on Old Glory. Here Carmen pulled out all the stops and added a riot scene with corps members breaking ranks and running on the field as the riot scene progressed, immediately followed by bright orange riot tear gas let loose on the field and the use of tear gas masks wore by the defenders of the flag. Carmen Cluna was masterful hand left the audience screaming for more. Thank <laughs> you. 
In 1972, there was West Side Story with the Knife Fight. This was also the last year that the Corps played one of its most famous numbers, Three Blind Mice. In 1972, the bishop chose to elevate Father Schiraldi to the rank of pastor, and in doing so, he transferred the moderator to a non-existent parish in the Carnacy section of Brooklyn. Father Schiraldi's assignment was to start a brand new parish from scratch. There was no church, no school, no rectory, just a set of boundaries which defined the parameters of the parish to be. Obviously, these conditions precluded any thought of the brassmen moving to Carnacy with the father, who was torn between the challenge of his priestly assignment and a strong personal attachment to the Corps. Less than a week after Father Schiraldi's departure, Tom Costa and Carmen Cluna were called into the St. Rita's Rectory by the pastor who asked, When is the Corps leaving?
The irony of the situation is that the new pastor, Pastor Variali, was the younger brother of the pastor who, 18 years earlier, ordered the dissolution of the Mount Carmel Cadets, the very corps that Carmen Cluna first marched in. Organized in 2006, the Brassman Alumni Drum and Bugle Corps is now in its seventh year. The Brassman Alumni honors one of New York City's finest junior corps, the St. Rita's Brassman from Brooklyn. Today's corps has enjoyed much success, impressing audiences with a big quality sound not expected from a corps their size. They are not a mini corps, they have a color guard, drum line, and a horn line. Their members consist of original brassmen along with alumni from the St. Ignatius All-Girls, Selden Cadets, Bronx Kingsmen, Oceanside Legionnaires, Wind Center Toppers, Amboy Dukes, Sunrisers, and Skyliners. The Corps' philosophy is to honor its past, acknowledge the present, and continue to innovate into the future. That concludes this week's episode on the St. Rita's Brassman. Please join us again next time as we take a deeper look into drum corps history. This podcast is produced and sponsored by DicemanRadio.com.